Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Eric Nalin, publisher of InsideTexas.com. It is our weekly State of the Program segment. Uh, Eric, uh, welcome in, and uh, let's get it going, okay? Yep, sounds good, Bobby. All right, let's start with uh, the offensive line. I think that's something that you and I have talked about and a lot of people have conjectured about because we just don't know when and who uh, of the freshmen are going to take early snaps. Uh, but your reporting today says Cole Hudson uh, is starting to make some moves uh, in the uh, offensive line front that we kind of thought, but there's also some conjecture now of what's happening at center. So uh, kind of line it out for folks, what you're, what you're hearing and, and what you're thinking. Yeah, well, obviously, offensive line is one of the big storylines of the spring. It's been one of the big storylines dated to last year and then when they finished with that strong class. Uh, Cole Hudson was the only early enrollee, and that gave him a jump start on uh, the other. You know, it's competition. They're all in the same class. They're glad to be playing together, but they are competing against one another. And that class, even though it was excellent, had a lot of guard uh, options in there. Uh, Cole Hudson being one of them. It may be one of the more unheralded guys. Uh, you know, he didn't quite have the profile, but he enrolled early and impressed uh, very early on. You know, we knew early in spring that he was going to play this year. And, you know, he hasn't slowed down in his progress, and he's still making moves. He was uh, actually with first-team guard yesterday, but that means that uh, Junior Angelo uh, was over at center. And so, you know, I don't know how real this competition is for Jake Major spot. I don't know yet if it's just uh, seeking depth or if they are looking to get bigger at center. We know at times that Jake struggled uh, with larger nose tackles. You know, that's uh, pretty understandable. Um, So we don't know if this is like a long-term thing or if they're just uh, working on depth, but we do know that Cole Hudson is not only – uh, getting work at guard, but also at center. He took first team reps with center when Angelo moved back to guard. You know, I mentioned uh, at practice last week uh, that the third team offensive line looked physically more impressive than the first team. That They're just yeah. so big. Well, now um, a lot of those guys are second team. Already. I know. That's what I was going to. You just took my – you took my – I was setting it up for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. That's what I was going with, Eric, is that those guys that are third – that were third team – now appear to be most of them at least running second team, right? Right. Yeah. So we don't know how it's all going to shake out, but we do feel strongly that Texas is going to play eight to 10 offensive linemen this year. You know, we, we saw them rotating last year, even before Denzel Okafor got hurt. They were moving guys around quite a bit. Uh, the young guys are going to play, you know, that they know that they have to throw them into the fire, see what they can do and, and get them ready for not just next year, but also the following years when they're really going to need them to, to step up and start. So right now they're competing. Uh, yeah, just, you know, watching the footage, they're, they're giant guys. But, you know, most importantly, they can move at that size. And so, you know, they're already making waves. You know, Kelvin Banks is impressed. Uh, he's got the demeanor of an upperclassman. He works hard. Uh, you know, sometimes the transition isn't just physical, it's mental. But he's he's doing well transitioning in both both regards. Uh, but to me, I'm just curious. You know, we've been here for a long time that two of those guys are likely to start by the end of the year. We haven't really known which two. Obviously, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to guess Kelvin Banks is one. Uh, is Devon Campbell one? Does Cam Williams uh, steal a spot later in the year? But right now, don't discount Cole Hudson. Yeah, you mentioned those four, right, as kind mm-hmm. of standing out. Those are the ones that came out of Sark's mouth uh, on the at the Monday presser mm-hmm. as well. Cole Hudson uh, from Frisco. Uh, Kelvin Banks out of Omble, Summer Creek. Uh, uh, geez, D- Devon Campbell uh, out of Arlington. Uh, uh, and then, uh, obviously, the fourth one, Cam Williams out of Duncanville. There we go. So that those those four guys, uh, that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, I think you think about it. Uh, they signed seven. I, I felt like Malik Agbo looked really good in, in early camp. Mm-hmm. I also felt like Neto Umiozulu, even though he, I, I felt like he was maybe a little bit behind the other guys from a conditioning standpoint. 
but physically he's extraordinarily gifted as well. And then Connor Robertson, um, you know, yesterday, Eric, let's move on from the offensive line. Cause there's just so many permutations to your point on the offensive line. Yeah. Until they really show up and we figure it out in the scrimmage, right. which is what you wrote. We it's, it's all conjecture at the same time. It's informative of who the guys in the loop are. Um, but what I, what I want to talk about next is some, someone that you and I have talked about previously, Jordan Whittington yesterday uh, at the presser mentioned not only uh, Kelvin Banks is a freshman that's impressing him, but also Savion Red, uh, the young man that was lightly uh, heralded last year, but one of the final recruits uh, that Texas took. Uh, he apparently is looking good, not only at slot, but also at punt returning. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think for uh, the type of position he's going to play, that slot machine, you don't have to be – I can see how these guys go under the radar. Look at all the slot slot receivers in the NFL and look where they went to school. A lot of them went to places, you know, you never even heard of, parts unknown, you know. Um, Savion Red, because it's they're not looking for that – that position doesn't always require that 4-3 burner that stands out in obvious ways like Brennan Thompson does. Brennan's a slot, but I call Brennan more of a vertical slot. The slot machine guys like like Savian Red, they win in different ways than just all out uh, speed. And you know, it's it's athleticism, it's coordination, it's toughness, uh, it's short area quickness that doesn't always show up in testing. Uh, and it, you know, it's it's catching the ball in traffic too is a big part of it. And so, you know, he's not going to be a guy that goes over the top too often, um, but he can win underneath, break a tackle, and pick up big yards after the catch. Uh, and you know. We've, I've heard the same things, not just, you know, obviously Whittington made it public, but we've heard the same things about him as a punt returner. He's controlled. He's, he's confident back there. He's composed. Uh, number one job is catch the ball, and uh, he's doing that uh, really well. And, again, you know, he's probably not going to house one, uh, but you'll take those 30-yard returns because he broke that first tackle. You know, the other one that I get when I talk to somebody about him, and I felt that way after watching him, is apparently he's pretty decisive punt returner, too, with the ball. Big part of it. That's a big yeah, part yeah. of it. I mean, Texas is, as we all know, Texas has given up too many yards on punt returns yeah. with ball dropping a little bit early or, or what right. have, have you. Um, all this being said, Eric, it's pointing towards the scrimmage on Saturday, right? They have, they have Wednesday off. Uh, they've practiced, I think six times now uh, they get Wednesday off five times, six times. I don't, I'm not sure, but they, pra- they, they get Wednesday off back at it on Thursday and Friday, then a scrimmage Saturday evening, right? Yeah, they'll have a scrimmage Saturday, uh, and that's going to be really important. You know, that's going to be where um, reps are going to be a little harder to come by for the people that are further down the depth chart. Uh, and so, you know, you really want to try to get yourself on that second team if you're, if you're uh, lagging behind a little bit. So, yeah, it's going to be big. They're going to start looking more forward towards who's going to play uh, rather than building up depth. You know, but that doesn't mean the players, you know, will quit competing or whatever because there's still a chance to move upward. Uh, but the scrimmage is going to really set the tone for the rest of, uh, the, rest of uh, the camp. A lot of people want to know about the quarterback position. Uh, and the battle between Quinn Ewers and Hudson Card. Uh, there are some that say, oh, Hudson's ahead. Some that say, oh, Quinn's ahead. He's going to get it. Where? What are you hearing behind the scenes right now? Well, um, you know, I mean, ideally, if you could match their strengths, they would go together really well because they are kind of different. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, 
Hudson definitely has a better command of the uh, of the offense. I think he has a better command of uh, reading defenses. Uh, but I don't think he's just that natural passer and, and uh, you know, throwing guys open and that sort of thing. He, you know, you've, you've mentioned it. Maybe he's a little mechanical. Um, I think that does hurt him in some regards. Um, I, I don't – you know, to me, when I talk to sources, there's no disparity between the product on the field right now. Uh, so, but, but that doesn't mean that Sark can't make a gut feel and say this is the guy that gives us the better chance to win and he's the guy that we're going to go with. So uh, all, all I know right now is that there's no big disparity on the ground on the field when it comes to completions, protecting the ball better. Hudson's a little better protecting the ball, of course. I think uh, Quinn has more of a knack for making a bigger play. Um, but, yeah, to me there's no disparity. But that doesn't mean that Sark won't still make an early call. Now, I posited on the on the board the other day that, you know, if Quinn comes out and has a, has a great scrimmage, maybe Sark will, will, uh, will, will name him the starter. Uh, this goes back to what Stark said at Big 12 Media Days. He might not wait as long as he did last year when he chose Card over Thompson. Uh, I don't know that – I don't know that Hudson would get that same benefit of the doubt. So I'm interested to see how this all plays out. Um, Eric, uh, fair to say um, running back and wide receiver, the deepest, most talented group on this squad, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, there's still some questions at depth at wide receiver, but there's no questions at depth at running back. Uh, there's no questions at top line uh, talent at either position. Yeah. And then, so who would you, I thought about this just looking at it from a, a strength of team perspective, what would you think is the third strongest position for the Longhorns? Ooh, buddy. I wish you would have given me time to think about that. You know, I wrote this a couple weeks ago. Um... Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You know, I would probably go I would probably go corner based on camp. You know, I know that's kind of uh, uh, it seems kind of silly to say that the wide receivers are doing great and the, and the corners are doing great too, but I think that what we know about the wide receivers how good they are uh, the corners, the, the starting corners have made their share of plays as well. Uh, namely, uh, Jameson, I think he has four or five picks through uh, through practice so far. We know he picked off a ton in the spring. Um, I think he's playing more consistent. And Ryan Watts is physical. I think I think that, um, you know, maybe maybe Watts would have di uh, more trouble in a different scheme. But I think press man is helping him out a lot. Uh, and I think top line starters, I think, at corner are doing pretty well. So maybe them number three. I, the other one I would put in there in this, just get your take on this, the interior defensive line. Uh, yeah, yeah. Byron Murphy's had a really good camp. He's, he's named, uh, quite a bit, obviously the, 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 you know, there, there again, you have two guys that work hard, uh, play hard, you know, Coburn plays hard, uh, Murphy plays hard and, and works hard. Uh, and then, you know, you would like to see Tavondre Sweat and Offer Collins become a little more consistent along those lines, but those guys have that top line talent and the, the measurables that, you know, that, that make it tough on offensive linemen. Yeah. Their issue needs to be converting talent to productivity, right? right? guys you talked about one, one, one guy that's kind of in the middle of that that sark actually mentioned i was happy to hear is vernon broughton vernon broughton's always worked hard um you know i was close to his mother when he was recruited and, and i heard the day that he uh the day that he enrolled at texas he was already working out that same day um and so he's got the work ethic and, and the want to i think and then uh, you know obviously he's got the measurables and that that uh sark mentioned is his ability to get off the ball um you know you go look at his tape playing defensive end in, in high school he was, he, he was he had no problem getting off the ball as a defensive end former basketball player he converts those movement skills well on the field. 
Uh, he has played too high, and he's had poor fundamentals at times. But I think if he's taking the next step there, he's going to play a lot this year. And I think he's got a guy that's going to live up to his uh, lofty ranking uh, when it's all said and done, even though he hasn't uh, flashed immediately uh, like fans might have wanted. Well, I, I think you, you hit it the biggest thing, right? He was a as good a pass rusher as he might end up being. Right. The detriment in the run game because he played so high. So, right. Yeah. So he was moved so easily. He has some of those same movement skills that Byron Murphy has. Byron just has that low man advantage that, you know, you can't get underneath him. So he can move his feet, you know, twist and all that stuff. He's going to be good on stunts. But if you play too high, you really negate the, those uh, movement skills. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I want to move on to recruiting uh, since we talk about all aspects of the program here. Uh, I want to talk about recruiting. Big, big one coming today for the Longhorns, possibly. Cedric Baxter, the running back uh, out of uh, Orlando's Edgewater. Jerry Hamilton is there in Orlando for us today. Uh, Eric, uh, you know, your thoughts overall on what Baxter would mean to this class? Well, my first thoughts are Jerry shouldn't have got rid of his place in Florida. You know, that's <laughs> a nice little place to go over there. You know, I'm going over to Tahoe. Jerry can just go over to Florida for half the summer. Um, you know, I'm going to write it. If, if he picks Texas, I'm going to write the article that they had to come through on uh, and capitalize on everything that Bijan's meant to the program uh, and everything that the program's meant to Bijan. You know, Bijan is a high profile athlete. Uh, he's compensated as such, given the new rules. Uh, so if they can't if they can't catch lightning in a bottle and hit it twice, then then there's a problem there. So they have to turn that into a pipeline position like they've done at Alabama. Uh, and if they get Cedric Baxter tonight, then I'll be writing that article that they're, they're well on their way to doing so. What do you think uh, I wrote this morning at InsideTexas.com? By the way, we're, we're having a special right now at InsideTexas.com, 50% off uh, your subscription. Uh, please join us. We're, we're there each and every day uh, writing a ton of articles uh, Man, and answering your questions. Bobby, what the hell is Rivals looking at? They have him at the 20th best, best player in Florida. <laughs> I don't even want to go. I'm not even going there with, with some rankings. Um, I mean, he's a five-star running back. I, mean, I know. He's a five-star running back. It's incredible. He's, he's got he's, the soft skills, the feet, the balance, the ability to find the hole and the explosion all at that size. That's incredible. I mean, if he's not a five-star running back, just quit getting out to, to running back five stars, you know? Give me a break. It's called not seeing kids in person, in my opinion. That's an I mean, issue with uh, rankings of some uh, parties these days. I agree, but some guys are no doubter on tape. My yep. Lord. Yeah. Hey, um, but I, I wrote this this morning on Inside Texas, Eric. It's the first time Texas has ever picked up not only the number one quarterback in the country, but the number one running back simultaneously. Um, there's elite, and then there's the elite of the elite. Yeah. Is that where, I mean, what Sark's proving to be a pretty good recruiter, right? I mean, we, you and I both feel that. Whatever he's doing uh, connects with I kids. I mean, give, give I me your thoughts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think he's showing greater ability than just being able to be a recruiter. This this required vision. Uh, landing Arch, you know, putting Arch with Jonte and trying to build a consensus there was huge. Obviously, uh, at the same time, they were building one with Ruben Owens. Uh, Ruben Owens uh, was a little wishy-washy in his recruitment. Obviously, he decommitted a couple of days after visiting with uh, with um, with Arch and at Texas. Um 
you know, part of the vision is, is the hire of Tashar Choice. You know, they could have gone after a bigger, probably better known commodity, but behind the scenes, Tashar Choice was known as a, a killer recruiter. You knew it, Bobby. You were writing, uh, you were writing the inside scoop on that guy uh, when he was a candidate. Uh, and so the vision that to me, yeah, it's good to win these these recruitments in one on one. But can you pull the high levers? Can you, you know, can you can you be the the have the marionette and, and the, the puppeteer of it? Uh, to me, Sark is showing that ability. He he knew to he knew to try to get Arch uh, to build a consensus with Arch, and he knew that would open up doors with uh, guys like Baxter. And at the same time, hiring Shashard Choice opened up doors with guys like Baxter. So not only is he a good one on one recruiter, he's pulling the right levers. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I agree with you. So it's it's not just any one aspect of his recruit recruiting prowess right now. I think it's I think it's getting the getting the right our better recruiters on staff, not only with choice but also Brendan Marion. You have to have a vision and you have to have strategy, and I think he's showing that to, to do that at a high level. Yeah, and, and and I mentioned this. I think it's good too that he was at a place like USC prior, right? Because. Good or bad, USC is a program similar to Texas in that it is the de facto choice a lot of times on people's list, right? Sure. And um, he knows where how to hit from ahead ahead in the count and right. behind in the count, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and not only to go local, where you're in a talent rich area like Southern California or in the state of Texas, but also then the need to go national, sure, uh, to kind of to, to to buttress the class. Um, you look at the, the list right now, 21 commitments. Baxter would make 22, top four class. Uh, you know, Eric, we're heading into a, a, a time frame where some more kids are probably going to make decisions. Uh, Justin uh, Wells reported that uh, JV and Toviano wants to make a decision uh, before uh, the season. Jordan Matthews is expected to announce the defensive back out of Baton Rouge Woodlawn on the Monday as well. Uh, where do you sit on what Texas is looking at right now from a recruiting perspective, the positives and what are your concerns? Well, this kind of leads back into what we were just talking about, Sark. You know, so while, while you see that they're maybe struggling at edge a little bit, you know, I, I think that that's, you know, I'm not, I think that's overblown. Uh, but what Sark is doing should have faith that they're going to figure out, you know, what that uh, edge recruiting, you know. Uh, so I'm not too worried about that. I've, I've stated, I've made that very clear. Um, so, I, but edge does remain a need. That's there's no doubt about it. You know, they'll they'll get Cecilia Khan on on campus in September. They've got a slight home field advantage this, this, despite being the away team because his, his sister uh, is is going to play volleyball there. Uh, and so we'll see what happens. I feel that they I've always felt that there's ground to make up. You know, the day that it became public knowledge that his sister was uh, going to Texas, I wrote an article about him saying eh, there's more than meets the eye to this. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I'm not too worried about edge right now. I am curious to see how it plays out. And then you always want to have a little room to play the long game with guys. If if they uh, if they win this year, they're going to blow the top off, and uh, they're going to have to turn down some good players. So you want to keep optionality late in the game for those big needs. Jerry's out there seeing Damon Wilson. To me, he's a bit of a pipe dream. Don't get your hopes up, but that doesn't mean you don't keep swinging away. Cedric Baxter would have been a pipe dream six months ago. Yep, that's great, great point. Um, speaking of Cedric Baxter, uh, Jerry uh, Hamilton uh, will be there tonight. Uh, we hope to have something. If he commits to Texas, I'm guaranteeing you. We will most likely have a video uh, tonight about that commitment, showing a little bit of his highlights, talking about him. Uh, I hope to have a special guest on as well with uh, Jerry. Uh, but uh, thanks for watching this episode of the State of the Program. Uh, Eric, as always, extraordinarily informational uh, and even uh, a little bit funny at times. Uh, and now I'm laughing at your Colt 45s hat. that They haven't been a team since like for 50 years, right? But uh, anyways, all right. 
Uh, for Eric Nolene of InsideTexas.com, I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been the State of the Program.